I don't know how many times we can hear unprecedented, never seen before, uh, as we describe the times we're in right now. But I want you to consider what you should be doing during this time. What role should you play? Now, obviously, we'd prefer that you be here with us and working out like you have been um, throughout your membership. But during this time, we are asking that you stay with us, not as a fitness facility member, but as a cause-driven member. That was the voice of Jorge Perez, the CEO of the YMCA of Greater Cincinnati, addressing his community during the COVID-19 pandemic. In this special edition of the Accelerant Podcast, our host, Saranda West, sits down with Jorge to discuss how the YMCA is handling this time of transition and how they plan to move forward into the future. This is the Accelerant Podcast. Welcome to the Accelerant Podcast, where we are impacting thought leadership in the nonprofit community. Hi there. Thank you for joining me on the show today. I'm your host, Saranda West. Today, I'm honored to introduce you to Jorge Perez, CEO of YMCA of Greater Cincinnati. For those of you that haven't had the chance um, to meet Jorge, he is one of the most inspirational people um, you will meet. I had the uh, pleasure of actually just sitting next to him on a bus ride back at a conference one time um, and left um, ready to go tackle the world. So Jorge, I really appreciate you joining me today. I know these are, um, it's been a week of just uncertainty and you have a lot of plate spinning. Yeah, it is. um, uh, We keep using the word unprecedented, but that's because that's all we know at this point. Uh, We just, uh, we're in uncharted waters. Uh, Most of us have never seen, well, none of us have ever seen anything like this. And, um, are trying to do simultaneously uh, work uh, before us and trying to understand how to prepare for an unknown future while taking care of people that are um, under our care. And that gets very complicated for so many people. Absolutely. And a note, um, just to give some context for those that are listening, we're, um, it's thir- Thursday morning. Make sure I got the date right, March 19th, right? Um, so. Yeah. To give everybody an idea of um, the day we're talking, help me, I guess, understand, give me a glimpse of what um, it looks like in Cincinnati right now. Well, both Ohio and Kentucky governors have been very, very aggressive in the stemming of what now everybody has uh, come to call the the surge, uh, trying to uh, reduce the curve. Um, And because of that, uh, they... They have been um, first in line to close schools, uh, recently closing bars and restaurants um, and, the, and fitness centers, uh, asking people to uh, scale back their activity. And we're anticipating uh, the governor of Kentucky has already done this, um, uh, soon to be followed by the governor of Ohio. All child care centers, um, I didn't mention earlier, uh, senior centers that were one of the first to close. So. Um, we have been uh, slowly shutting down as a as a as a couple of states, and here in Cincinnati, uh, the local leaders have been following suit. Libraries closed pretty quickly, and 
you know, this, this is what we're doing right now, trying to shelter in place. Yeah. And how, um, how is the, the why and since you actually have you adjusted your operations as a result of that? Well, well, we, real quickly, we knew we needed to shut our centers down. And at the same time, we're beginning to hear that there was a growing concern about child care needs uh, for first responders and hospital employees. Uh, and so we began to have conversations with um, hospital officials, with uh, local government, uh, the state government, beginning to say, what do we need to do to prepare? And even before we were mandated to close, we made the decision to pivot our YMCAs into that space and get prepared for what we believe to be a significant number of individuals that will need this support. Um, not only that, we started to ask, what do we need to do to support our seniors and put in place a plan to do that? Uh, and uh, also have had very robust conversations talking about our kids and families who are going to need food here very quickly. That's great. Um, it, um, I think we're going to, you have a video that you sent out to your community that was just um, actually made me tear up when I saw it. Just um, it's fabulous to see you and your team respond to the situation. Um, one of the questions I had is actually around in all of my interactions with your team, I've seen you have developed this philosophy, I don't know, philosophy or leadership style around just, um, you actually use the words achievement, relationship, and belonging. Like how, will you, will you unpack that and just tell me what that means? Yeah, some time ago, um, when I was working for the YMCA of the USA, we began to realize that we needed to kind of hone in on human development. The YMCA has always been a human development organization. And Part of the challenge is that human development can get very complicated. People actually get doctorates on trying to understand that. And so we needed to figure out a way to really distill it down to some basic ideas uh, that all human beings re require and, and, and desire. One of them is achievement. Human beings want to grow, want to develop. And so whether you're six months old and trying to learn to walk, or 60 years old or 65 years old and you've had a hip surgery and trying to learn to walk again. Uh, human beings want to achieve. Uh, they want to learn algebra. They want to learn a second language. Uh, they want to achieve at work. And so the YMCA needs to be about helping individuals achieve no matter what stage of life they're in. The second word, uh, relationship, is that we want to do it in connection with other people. The most significant part of this uh, sequestering or sheltering in place is how difficult it'll be for some individuals who are desperate for connection and relationships. And um, our biggest concern right now is how we help individuals connect during these next few um, uh, weeks. And it explains why even though we announced that we were closed down and told our seniors that we were closing down, some of them showed up at the YMCA still trying to come in. They are desperate for human connection. We are all desperate and necessary. And then the finally, final, final word is belonging. Uh, after we've achieved and we've, we've done it in relationship with other people, we want to know that we have a place in this world. We want to know that we have a belonging, a connection, something to contribute. Uh, Maslow called it uh, the uh, self-actualization. Uh, Jesus called it being a neighbor. 
And I think that this is what uh, every human being aspires to be, this idea of being in a space where we're achieving, relating, and belonging. And right now, all of those things are under assault by this virus. Absolutely. How do you see the, how do you see the YMCA playing in the achievement relation belonging over the coming weeks? Well, I think uh, more than anything during a what uh, some researchers call a VUCA environment, which is uh, a military term to describe a highly volatile, uncertain, um, chaotic, um, you know, ever-changing environment. Uh, we're going to have to really focus in on who we are and what we do. Um, we're not a fitness center at the YMCA. I know most people consume us that way, uh, but we have been on a journey for the last two years, really focusing in and reminding people that we're about achievement, relationship, and belonging. That's with our staff and our members. And we did so again through that video. And um, our hope and our expectation is as we reemerge, is that we reemerge clearly defined as an organization that wants to help people and invite others to help us do the same. Yeah, that's great. And Jorge, I know one of the things too is, um, you know, as, as communities, as members of the Y, I think there's probably, and we're all dealing with this in different ways, but also from a staff perspective, it's got to be um, scary, same uncertain times for your staff. So as probably a lot of YMCAs may be uh, listening to this later, what, what advice or, or what would you tell them um, during this time? Well, it's very, very difficult. Um, most of us are beginning to the, the, the painful process of relieving staff, of letting them go, often because we want to make sure that they get access to the public service, public support systems um, that they'll need. And frankly, because we just don't know what the future is going to look like. Um, normally, our facilities are full and people are cleaning and, and scanning and teaching and helping and doing after school and preparing for summer camp. And none of that stuff is happening right now. So I will tell you, uh, I would tell them to uh, make sure that they're keeping the achievement, relationship and belonging message in front of them as well. Um, and understand that they're going to go through some very difficult times. Yeah. How did, this is maybe more of a personal question, but how are, how are you staying healthy during this stressful time? Yeah, this is, I get asked that a lot. People, someone asked me yesterday if I was sleeping and, you know, admittingly, uh, these are difficult times to uh, find rest. I keep, um, looking for my own achievement, relationship, and belonging, uh, leaning into people uh, around the country that are my friends and say, hey, can I just talk to you? And um, sometimes it's just we talk about our challenges, but just knowing somebody else is in a bunker somewhere else, uh, dealing with some of the same challenges uh, helps me. And that's the relationship and belonging piece that I mentioned earlier. Um, and so I'm doing a lot of that. Physically, I'm doing more walking. Um, I uh, love a particular class that I can no longer take. Um, and so we're, um, ha I'm having to uh, go back to my college years and um, one of my favorite pastimes, which is just going on hikes. Yeah, that's great. I am definitely missing my um, weekly spin class as well. <laughs> um, so one of the things um, in your, and we'll post a, 
I mentioned um, you have this fantastic video that you put out for your community and we'll try to um, at least link to it in the show notes, but you, um, you referenced a cause driven member. Can you, can you just explain to me what, what that means to you? Yeah, I think it was, it was important for our members to understand that although they are going to have to, like many of us, shelter in place, that they have an opportunity to be cause-driven. They've always had that opportunity. Um, even when we were not in this crisis, our members supported some remarkable work. The YMCA of Greater Cincinnati distributed almost uh, half a million meals uh, last year. And we gave away $3 million in scholarships. And we help first-generation college students go to college. Uh, we support families in some of our more impoverished communities. And those membership dollars made that possible. And this is an opportunity to kind of take all the transactional part of that interaction aside and say, you know, I, I wish I could offer you the transactional piece of our uh, engagement, which is the fitness classes, um, and access to our swimming pools. The best we can do is give you some virtual options, but this is an opportunity for you to really see um, the cause that you advance as a member uh, as we uh, continue to respond to some really significant needs. We were delivering food yesterday to some seniors, and these seniors look like they just want to talk. They just want somebody to visit with them, and that would not be possible if our cause-driven members would not, were not staying with us. Yeah, I love that. I think that's one of those messages that um, in great times, it's hard, to, um, it's hard to, I don't know, get that message across, right? Because we all just live our um, first world lifestyles and um, this, this type of situation definitely puts life into perspective. Well, Saranda, we, um, you know, one of the ways I distinguish uh, those two worlds is the transactional world, which is uh, all the consumerism and even in our own engagement with each other, you know, what's in it for me uh, type mentality. And we live in a very fast paced world where that becomes the focus. How do I transact? How do I win in the transactions? How do I transact at the stores? How do I transact at the YMCA? How do I transact through life? What we forget is that there's this other part of us that's equally important, maybe even more important, uh, which is our transformational uh, part of us. Uh, how do I transform not just myself, but also others? How do I live in a world where my intent is not to be transactional, but be transformational? I think this is why Jesus, when he was asked what the greatest commandment was, he moved quickly from loving God to saying, look, there's this guy that was on a journey. He was on a business trip, and um, he um, came upon somebody that needed help. And the story of the Good Samaritan was born out of that story. And what Jesus was trying to say to us is, look, there's this world of transformation that matters more, and um, you should love your neighbor. And so this is an opportunity for us to really hone in on that. Um, and understand how important this is, because it's during these times that we truly uh, begin to understand how important those transformational relationships and, frankly, the transformational activity that I uh, participate in uh, really matter. So those people that have been supporting food banks, they matter today. Those individuals that have been supporting um, uh, 
animal shelters, they matter today. Those people that have been supporting YMCA's, they matter today more than ever. That's beautiful, Jorge. Thank you. And I guess in terms of the that word transformational and just transforming, like, do you, I know it's, um, we all wish we had a crystal ball and could see, you know, weeks and months into the future. But to me, this feels like just a, obviously will be something we remember, we remember for years to come, transforming society. Um, how do you think this is also going to be a major transformational time for the why? Well, absolutely. Anytime either an organization or a human being and, uh, goes through a crisis and goes through this kind of soul searching where they're really kind of honing in on what really matters, um, we're, we're changed. We're made better. We're sharpened. And these kinds of moments can um, really help us hone in on our foundational principles or frankly test those and begin to say, hopefully we reemerge out of this and say, I don't have enough friends. I don't make enough difference. I need to do, I need to change some things about my life because this world that I thought, this transactional world that I thought was going to protect me um, won't all the time. But what will always protect you is your transformational relationships, your relationships with your neighbors, the good that you do. You know, I don't know this for a fact, but I suspect that when many individuals uh, are kind of putting um, the last, writing the last chapters of their lives, they're not thinking about the big bonus checks they got or the big, big houses that they built or the huge titles that they won. They're assessing the transformation that they made, the impact that they left on this world, and the impact that the world had on them and their hearts. And this is a time to think about those things. Uh, lean into those relationships. You know, at the very end, um, it's the transformational part of our work and our lives that really matter most. And I know that Right now, everybody's going to be talking about this, but I see it every day at the YMCA. Uh, one of my favorite stories of this was this uh, guy who um, we got word that he needed um, a membership. His uh, son called me from, um, the, from the West Coast, and he said, hey, listen, my mom just passed away, and my dad won't leave the house, and I don't know what to do. Um, and would you help me? And I'm a member of the YMCA, and I know you guys help seniors. And I said, absolutely. We got a group of uh, some of our seniors, uh, some of our staff together, and they went out with some seniors to go and visit uh, Bill. And the son said, whatever you do, don't tell him I sent you because he won't come out. <laughs> so the seniors decided to make a big sign that said, you won a free membership to the YMCA. Um, Bill came out of the, out of the door. He looked like he hadn't showered for many, many days. Uh, the very next day he showed up at the YMCA and he began a relationship with people. He found his achievement relationship and his belonging. His belonging came several months later when I was at that YMCA it was Valentine's day. And I saw all the women and all the little girls kind of lining up. As they were going in, they were going into the door and coming right back out and getting in the line. And I said, what's going on? Well, Bill decided for Valentine's Day to go and buy a whole lot of flowers and give them to all the women and girls that went in that, to the YMCA. That was his belonging. That was his connection to 
the YMCA. That is what the YMCA is. The YMCA is not a fitness center. It's a place where those kinds of things take place all the time. Yes. And I can um, speak firsthand to, I know you mentioned like a lot of people are going to be self-reflecting and talking about if like things that you just said, but um, I visited your Y and met with a lot of your staff, sat in the lobby, um, saw your members just nine months ago and I saw it. I mean, you walk in and you just see, um, you see the connections um, that the Y is bringing together. Yeah. And that's, At the end of the day, if all we do, and I've said to the staff before, if all the YMCA does is transact with somebody, in other words, they come in, they buy a membership, and then they leave, then we've not done our job. Because our work is not to sell them something. We begin our work there. Our work is to make sure that we enter into that achievement relationship and belonging relationship with them and begin to build into them uh, in ways that maybe they didn't even know. Uh, we've got millennials that come in and put on their air, uh, air pieces and begin to say, you know, I just want to work out. And I get that. But at some point, we have to kind of knock on their door, on their heart's door and say, hey, have you ever thought about doing something meaningful? Have you ever thought about doing it with others? Have you ever thought about putting your skills and talents to make a difference in the lives of people? And remarkably, they, a lot of them say, no, I never have, but maybe it's time for me to do that. And they do. Yeah, that's great. So Jorge, I know um, you obviously have a lot of things going on, super busy. So any final words um, for those that be listening to this podcast? You know, um, I know that it's really hard during this time to really kind of find a moment to focus, to kind of understand, um, uh, to take a moment to really center yourself. But now more than ever, that needs to happen. Um, People need to find their place. If it is uh, safe, uh, this is not the time to skimp on uh, your uh, faith. Uh, Lean in uh, to um, your foundation there because you're going to need it. If it's relationship, this is not the time to say to your family, uh, listen, I'm really busy right now. Don't bother me. Lean in because you'll need them. Schedule time because the day will go by. Uh, If it's fitness, this is not the time to say, I'll start working out again in two weeks. Find something else to do. Use some of the videos that the YMCA's are providing. Go on a hike. Go on a virtual hike with other people. I've seen that a couple of times. People doing FaceTime while they're hiking in two different parts of the world. Um, This is not the time. The Spirit, mind development, uh, spirit, mind and body development must continue and it needs to be in the space of transformation. Uh, Thank you so much for uh, hosting this podcast and for helping us continue this important, uh, pushing this important message of transformation. Yeah, thank you so much, Jorge. I really appreciate the time. You know, you and I connected several weeks ago to schedule um, time for a podcast. Honestly, I, I was a little sad going into this that this is not the topic I had picked out for us to talk about. So, um, but I'm, thank you for all your words. I'm leaving energized and maybe we can do another one soon once we get past, uh, past all this. I would love that very much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Accelerant Podcast. To check out previous episodes, see the full list on Daxo.com or your favorite podcast app.